Give God your best praise. Come on, from the depths of your belly. Just, Would you bless God for our choir and our worship and arts ministry? Amen. As we remain standing for the reading of God's holy word, let me also join in thanking my really special guest today, my cousin who's moved here from New York, Cousin Abbott. Amen. I know my dad wish he was here. Amen. It means so much to me. When I was a young man, I would go summers in New York and spend with my cousin Abbott and his family, and he has moved here. And my cousin Willie B. Every family got a Willie B. Amen. So this is our <laughs> this is our Willie B. Amen. Grew up down the street and moved to North Carolina and moved back to Columbia, South Carolina. Help me and just welcome them as my family. Love you guys so very much. Amen. As we remain standing for the reading of God's holy word, this is the second series of this year of 2017. This is a year that we have called the year of supernatural favor here at the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road. And this series is a one-word series. I said to the church earlier this morning, Deacon Parker, that I look for other words to go with this. But God just stopped me on this one word. He said, I just want to hear one word in this series. That is beware. Look at somebody and say, beware. I'm afraid if I put anything else with it, it may dilute what God wants you to hear. Beware. This is the second of four messages in this series entitled Beware. The text is found in the book of Genesis chapter 39, verses 6 through verse 10. We're reading from the New Living Translation, and this is the testimony of Joseph. Uh, each of our series for 2017 will focus on the testimony of a person who enjoyed the favor of God on their life. And this is Joseph. The first one was the testimony of Abraham. Hear the reading of God's word as it relates to Joseph. It says in verse 6, chapter 39, the New Living Translations, So Potiphar gave Joseph, Potiphar was Joseph's master, that Joseph, was now a slave in his house. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibilities over everything he owned. Now that's favor. And your master gives the slave authority. With Joseph there, Potiphar did not worry about a thing except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was a very handsome and well-built young man, like many of you out there, I'm sure. And Potiphar's wife, so, uh-oh, uh-oh, here comes the demon. And Potiphar's wife soon began to look at Joseph lustfully. Not prayerfully, but <laughs> lustfully. Look at somebody and say, you ought to know the difference. Amen. I don't know why I'm just doing all this, but some folk don't. Amen. Amen. 
looked at him lustfully. She said, come sleep with me. She demanded. But Joseph refused. Look, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do, Joseph said. He has held back nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How can I do such a wicked thing? It would be a great sin, look at this church, against God. Verse 10, she kept putting pressure as every good demon, every, if there is such a thing, every bad demon, I should say, will always do. You know they don't give up easily, don't you? She kept putting pressure on Joseph day after day, but he refused to sleep with her, and he kept out of her way as much as possible. And the church said, amen. 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 Catch somebody by the hand. Here's the subject for today's message. Hold those hands and say, beware, beware. of seducers. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Beware of seducers. You picked the right Sunday to come to church. For those of you that are viewing by way of internet, don't you cut this computer off. You're listening by way of radio, invite somebody else to tune in. Amen. Beware of seducers. As God was instructing me to put this series together, he said to me that this series serves as a warning to all of us who desires God's favor on our life. I want to make sure I'm in the right place. How many of you desire the favor of God on your life? God says that if we desire his favor on our life, then we ought to beware of certain things. He says we ought to be aware of certain people, certain things used by the adversary, used by the devil to distract us from our divine purpose. The devil is not your friend. His job and every demon in his army is sent to distract you from the purpose that God has for your life. In the first message of this series on last week, we stated that we should beware of haters. Haters, somebody say haters. People who can never, ever celebrate God's blessings in our lives, especially when it doesn't seem to be happening in their own lives. Haters, jealousy, go hand in hand. People that can't ever seem to say anything good about you, no matter what you do. Somebody say haters, haters. We told you to look out for those haters. Especially those that are sometimes 
the closest to you. Joseph found that out with his brothers in last week's message. And now in this, our second message of this series, God is warning us once again. God says if the devil can't get you with a hater, he'll show up with a seducer. I'm preaching hard already. (laughs) Beware of seducers, natural and spiritual, people as well as things. I know some of you just thinking about people and you're thinking about folk, but there's some things in our lives sent by the devil to seduce us away from what God has called us to be. Sometimes your ambition can be nothing more than a seducing spirit to get you away from God has called what God really wants you to be. Sometimes your career advancement is nothing more than to separate you from your place in the kingdom. Look at somebody and say, beware of seducers. When we speak of seducers, we are speaking of someone or something that, listen to this, entices us into doing something we know that we should not be doing. Come on. Seducers don't catch you by surprise. It, it, it convinces you to do something that you know is wrong. I didn't know it was wrong. You lying. Yes, you did. It's been wrong a long time. You know it's wrong. You feel it in your spirit that you ought not be doing this. Can I preach to somebody? Uh, seducers are to get us involved in something that we know is not good for us. Let the church say amen. Amen. What I've discovered is that everything that's good to you is not good for you. Everything that makes you feel good is not for your good. Oh, I'm preaching. We need to know how to separate what makes us feel good and what is good for us. There are a whole lot of things out there. And see, where, where, where people make a mistake is that they tell people, oh, don't do that. It, it's no good. You want to enjoy it? Yes, you will. I just want to get the record straight. There's some things out there that the enemy can offer you, and you will enjoy it. And you will have a good time. But it's not good for you. Amen? If, if we can always resist stuff that we don't enjoy, it doesn't take any Holy Ghost to Walk away from stuff that you don't enjoy. Come on, somebody. It's the stuff you like. Amen. It's the, nobody, nobody enjoys certain things. Taking castor oil has always been nasty. But the old folk would tell you to hold your nose and open your mouth. And if you don't like it, take a lemon behind it. Oh, yeah, am I, am I in the right place? Because everything that makes you feel good is not always for your good. Listen, seducers are sent to convince us to do some things that are not well advised. 
by God and others. Some things that's inadvisable, some things that are just purely foolish. Mm. Some things that totally goes against your godly principles. <sighs> Folk always want to know, is this the right thing to do or not? Seek your godly principles. And if you don't feel good after it's done, uh, if you don't feel good inside, I'm not talking about your sensations. But I'm talking about your spirit. You know you ought not be there doing those things. It takes faith. It takes the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Somebody say the Holy Ghost. To resist certain things. Here's what God said to me also, that perhaps <clears throat> the most dangerous seducers of all are the ones that do not always appear to be who or what they really are. Mm, I'm talking about things that dress up but are messed up. Can I preach? I'm talking about wolves and sheep clothing. These are the ones that are hard. <coughs> Things that, that, that we think are for our good, but in actuality, they are not. Paul writes this interesting passage of scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, the King James Version. I want to read that. We'll put it on the board for you. 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter <clears throat> and the first verse in the standard King James Version. He writes to a young man named Timothy who was at the church of Ephesus. Timothy was young, young in the faith, on fire uh, for the Lord. Paul, now a veteran, Paul, now a seasoned apostle, writes this letter <clears throat> to Timothy and he warns him against certain things. And he says to Timothy in that first verse of the fourth chapter, first Timothy, King James Version says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressively that in the latter times, in the last days, some people shall depart from the faith. Look at what Paul writes to Timothy. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Woo, you've got some seducing spirits in these last days. Am I right about it? You've got some spirits in these last days and their only purpose is to drive a wedge between you and your God. You think they mean you well, but in actuality, their whole purpose is to make your life miserable. And they don't always reveal their true intent. Nobody will gravitate to a demon who announces himself. Nobody goes to a demon who says, I'm a demon, and at the end, I'm going to ruin your life, and you're going to be worse off than what you've ever been before. You, you would run away from that. But seducing evil spirits are dressed up looking good, and sounding good, and smelling good, and talking good, and got a good game on them. And before you know it, They've driven you away. Some of those seducing spirits sit next to you every Sunday. Whisper in your ear, you know they ain't right in that church. And 
you know that they're sitting on you and nobody want to use you. You can sing just as good as any of those other folk. Why you can't ever lead a song? Why can't you be a deacon or a minister? Look at somebody and say, shut up, devil. You've got to learn how to put demons in their place. I, I, I've got a way you can tell. If anybody whisper to you something negative, that's a seducing spirit. Anybody want to point out what the church isn't doing? That's a seducing spirit. Your Holy Ghost can tell you what you need to be aware of. Beware of seducing spirits. Beware of those spirits. Come on and say, you know what? Nobody loves you like I can. Nobody can do for you like I can. Ooh, you got to beware of those spirits that come and make what you have look bad. Make what you have look as if they are holding you back. And, and, and seducing spirits always somehow try to show you how the grass is always greener on the other side. Until you get there and you find out not only is the grass not green, but sometimes it's not even grass. You don't figure it out until you hit your big head on the hard surface and realize that it's concrete painted green that looks like grass. Tell somebody, beware of the devil. Beware of the devil. Flip Wilson, the old, y'all not old enough to remember Flip Wilson, do you? He used to say, the devil made me do it. Devil is busy. Ah, the old folk used to say, the devil is busy. I talked about your grandmother, Floretta, Josephine, your mother this morning at 8. And I told Sister Virginia, your sister Josephine, about Mother Josephine Anderson. I loved her so much, and, and she meant so much to me. But when I was young, I must confess that Mother Anderson had a theology that I quite didn't figure out. I didn't know. And all the young people like me and Alfred and all the others who sit back in church, and we used to laugh at it. Oh, but she knew what she was talking about. She used to have a song called, Don't Let the Devil Ride. Y'all don't know anything about that, do you? Y'all are too urban to know that. Mother Joe used to sing a song, Don't let the devil ride. If you let him ride, he'll surely want to drive. Don't let him ride. And I didn't figure that out until there have been some times in my life that I invited the devil in my vehicle. And I let him take over driving my vehicle. And when I hit rock bottom and got myself in trouble and realized that they were never on my side, I had to go back and say, Mama Joe, I now know what you're talking. She said, son, I told you. The more folk knew how to spot devils a long ways off. I'm, I'm telling too much of my business. I used to. I used to, I thought I had it going on. I used to bring folk to church, and the old folk would say, oh, that ain't the one, son. I said, how you, you don't even know him. You never even said anything. But then I walked by, I said, that ain't the one, son. You got, that ain't the one. God, God got somebody else for you. And I figured out a long time ago, because it didn't work out, and they hooked up with somebody else and made somebody else's life miserable, I had to go back and say, thank you, Mama Joe. I didn't know what you were talking about. But I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that got a discerning spirit. Every young person ought to hook up with somebody that's been around for a while. 
you ought to hook up with somebody that got the real Holy Ghost. <laughs> I mean, I ain't talking about that ta ta ta, wave my hand, be some Kurt Franklin make you say or do. But I'm talking about you got the Holy Ghost that's been proven in the fire. You've been through the storm and the rain, and you still came out all right. Woo! Anybody know what I'm talking about? Lied on, talked about, mistreated, but knowing that God is all right. See, that's when you recognize demons. You recognize seducers that are coming in your life for no other purpose but to separate you from your destiny. Samson found that out. May I preach this? Samson, a judge of Israel. Samson, a mighty warrior. Samson, a man who could kill hundreds, if not thousands of Philistines by himself. Could not handle one seducing spirit by an unarmed woman with no javelin, shield, or buckler. But she had the devil on her side. Samson, who destroyed the Philistine, could not handle the seducing spirit of Delilah and made a mistake whoo, and put his head in the wrong woman's lap. I'm preaching to somebody now. I think I, I need to preach that. Be careful whose lap you lay your head in. I know some of you want to jump up right now, but you don't want to tell on yourself. Because... <laughs> Somebody in here got some scars to say, Pastor Jackson, I laid my head in the wrong lap and I've got the scars to prove it. But God gave me a second chance. You've got to be careful who you put your trust in. Whew. Samson had his guard up when it came to the enemy of the Philistine, but he let his guard down when he came to Delilah. And she revealed her intent to him over and over again. It, it wasn't like just one time she tried to steal your anointing. She woke you up a couple times. And I, I, Delilah must have been something. I, Lord have mercy. I just, Delilah must, y'all need to rebuke that. There, there's some men and women Delilah spirits. I, now, brothers, I ain't letting you off. They're, they're, sisters, you got to be careful because there's some spirits out there that you've got to be careful, smooth, and, and know how to talk that talk and, 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 know, and know how to stroke your head in the right place at the right time. But look at somebody and say, be careful. It is a seducing spirit. Ladies, head in Delilah's lap one time too many. She cut off his strength, jumped up, and had no strength. Delilah was nowhere to be found. Eyes plucked out, hair cut, in prison, bound. But thanks be to God. I preached this once Tuesday night, and I preached a message called, Your Hair Will Grow Back. Ooh. Ah, y'all, I feel something up in here. Thanks be to God. How many of you have ever fall prey to the devil and God gave you a second chance? Look at somebody and say, your hair will grow back. For one more mission. Whew. Note God didn't allow him to grow lots of hair. 
but he gave him enough for one more mission to push the pillows of evil down on the enemy. Don't tell me what God can't do. Here's what Peter writes in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 17. New King James Version. Peter writes, Beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness. I'm warning you, Peter says, you're steadfast right now. But beware lest you fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. We've got to watch out for evil, wicked, seducing spirits, which takes us to our text, takes us to the testimony of Joseph. Young man at age 17 sold into slavery. 30 plus day journey from the land of the Hebrews to the land of the Egyptians in chains and shackles on his way to Egypt. But when God is for you, <laughs> ooh, he's with you no matter where you are. Somebody ought to be happy about that. I'm so glad that the favor of God is not limited by geography or circumstances. Now Joseph ends up in Egypt. And as we said to you in last week's message, he becomes a slave in the house of a man named Potiphar who was an officer in Pharaoh's administration. But God was already there. <laughs> I've got news for every devil in your life. They may change your location, but they cannot change your destiny. God will bless you no matter where you are. Is there anybody been blessed going in and blessed coming out there? Know that the blessings of God are all over. Come on, clap those hands. This is a good time to give God a praise break. Clap those hands for the blessings of God that are all over your life. Joseph ends up in the house of Potiphar, not by chance, but by design. God needed him to be there. He gets to Potiphar's house, and we pointed out on last week that Joseph found favor with his master by the name of Potiphar. And as a result, Joseph was put in charge of his master's entire household. Listen to what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 39 and verse number 5. It says this in the New Living Translation. It says, from the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's house for Joseph's sake. He blessed his household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and his livestock flourished. Look at somebody and say, for Joseph's sake. Ooh. So what the devil found out, that although Joseph may be a slave in a strange land, that God was still on his side. I need to know if there are any witnesses in here that's ever been in a strange place, but God was still right there by your side. Anybody, the devil tried to destroy you and change your place and got you fired from a job or you may have lost some things in your life but God was still right there by your side 
You may have lost a house in a divorce. You may have gone through some other things and lost just about everything you had. But somehow God gave you something better than what you already had before. I wish I had a witness to know that God's favor will always be there with you. But you know what, my brothers and sisters? The devil did not give up. Look at somebody again and say, the devil is always busy. I want you to know just because God blesses you once or twice, the devil will not give up. Devil will not throw the towel in just because he fails once. He will not give up. So even in Potiphar's house, there was a demon. There was a seducing spirit. There was somebody in Potiphar's house known simply as Potiphar's wife. Potiphar's wife in the house was the master also to Joseph. But the Bible said that Joseph was a young and handsome and well-built young man. But here's the good news about Joseph. Although he had a great physique, he had an even better spirit. Some of you got great physiques but awful spirits. But I've got news for you. His physique didn't give him the favor he needed to resist the devil. You can lift as many weights and run as fast as you want to and be as fine as great wine. And still, if you don't have the right spirit in you, you'll never be able to fight off any demons because your looks won't get it. Joseph, somebody say had the whole package. Joseph had the whole package, young, good looking, but yet had a great relationship with the Lord. And the Bible says Mrs. Potiphar looked at Joseph lustfully. Look at somebody and say, excuse the grammar, Dr. Helen, but look at somebody and say, that ain't nothing but the devil. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And nothing but the devil. The devil would do that to you, won't he? The devil will come when you're minding your business and you're not trying to hook up with anybody. All you want to do is do what God has called you to do. God placed you in a place of favor and here comes old Satan trying to get in your car, trying to drive again. So part of his wife, the Bible says, consistently and persistently pursued Joseph. She went after Joseph with everything she had. Bible said that she would not give up. She kept going after Joseph. And every time, Joseph would stand for righteousness. To every young person in here, the devil is a liar. You can, you can rebuke any seducing spirit. I, I don't care how they look or what they say or what they may tempt you with. They cannot compare to what God has in store for you. Whatever the devil offers you, God's got something better. Woo. Touch somebody and say, eye has not seen, ear has not heard what God has for you. Joseph stood his ground, said, to Mrs. Potiphar, sometimes you've got to speak truth to power. Joseph would not let his guard down. He would not uh, do what she wanted him to do. In fact, 
Joseph said to her in verse number nine, number one, I cannot betray the man who has put so much trust in me. Your husband has been good to me. He gave me these responsibilities. I cannot betray his trust. But then I love how verse number nine ends. It says, how can I do such a wicked thing? But look what Joseph says. I'm not even thinking about Potiphar right now. It would be a great sin against God. I've got news for you. When you mess up, you're not hurting people. You're hurting God. When, when, when you don't do what God expects and you allow a seducing spirit to win a victory over your life, you're letting God down. At the end of the day, Joseph was more concerned about his relationship with God even than his relationship with Potiphar. And so when the enemy tempts you to do something, you need to say, God has been too good to me. I need to just make sure I'm in the right place. Has God been good to anyone in here? Has God been good to you? Has God brought you from a mighty long way? Uh, has God delivered you from, from a bad situation and turned your life around? And everything you enjoy today, it is the Lord's doing. And, and God wakes you up every morning and gives you life, health, and strength. Look at somebody and say, God's been too good to me. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Is there anybody in here know that God's been good to me? Come on, take a moment and give God a praise. You're not letting the church down. Tell you something. Here's the problem. When you only fear letting people down, when, when they are not around, somehow you think you can get by. But I'm here to tell you that there's somebody who sits up high and looks down low. Tell somebody he sees everything you do. Your down settings and your uprisings. God knows your thoughts are far off. And so here's the next time Satan comes your way. Say, I'm not worried about what Pastor Jackson thinks about me because I can't follow you, nor do I want to follow you. You all know how I minister. I am not the spiritual FBI. It is not my business and my responsibility to investigate every evil you have done. In fact, I don't even want to know half of the stuff you do. You've got to make sure you get it right with God. Because if you're not afraid of God, you will never respect the pastor. Can I preach? You've got to have such a relationship with God that you say, I won't sin against God because God has been too good to me. Not just your husband or your wife or your sister or your brother or some loved one, but you've got to have such a relationship with God that you say, I can't let God down. I love you, Jesus, more than anything. Is there anybody in here love God so much that you don't want to break God's heart? Come on, I need some witnesses in the balcony, in the back of the church, on the choir stand, on the deacon's row, wherever you are. Is there anybody? Listen, I tell you this. 
I've had people, leaders, and I understand, they've come to me and said, Pastor, perhaps you need to talk to so-and-so and people about their tithe. And here's what I say. Listen, if they're not afraid of God, what make you think they'll only do it to be seen? But you ought to have such a relationship with God. If nobody challenges you, God challenges you. Because God challenges me every day. There are things in my life that the enemy brings my way. And the enemy says, go for it. And God says, don't you dare. And I look at the devil and I says, get behind me, Satan. Because God has been too good to me. Not that any of us are perfect. But anybody know that you love God so much that you don't want to let him down. Joseph says, how can I do this great evil against God? Verse 10 says, but the wicked seductress didn't give up. Day after day, night after night. Please understand this. The devil doesn't give up. It said about Jesus, he left for a season and he came back. But here's what she realized. This is my final point for this message. And I want you to come back Tuesday because I want to talk to you about something Tuesday. I want to talk to you about the difference between a lover and a seducer. No Tuesday is Valentine's Day, right? You need to know the difference between seduction and real love. Here's what you need to look at this text. If you don't remember anything else, remember this. When the devil can't seduce you, it will try to destroy you. When the demons can't seduce you, they will try to destroy you. Once she realized she could never seduce Joseph, she then set out a plan to destroy him. She lied on him. She made up a story. She said, this man tried to force himself on me. Every demon that can't seduce you will ultimately try to destroy you. That's why you got to be careful between seduction and don't mistake that for love. Because love will never destroy something that it loves. She set out to destroy Joseph. This message is almost over. I told you I don't want you to jump and shout in this series. She lied on him, told her husband, this man tried to rape me. What are you going to do? And now here's Joseph again. He has lost his freedom again. Thrown in prison, put in a dark place. Look at Joseph for doing what was right. Whew. For standing up for what was right. Joseph once again lost his freedom. But it was a price that Joseph was willing to pay. The question I leave you today is this. Are you willing to pay such a price? Look at somebody and say, are you willing to pay such a price for righteousness? Are you willing to say, I'm going forward? not going back. God has been good to me. All things are new. I refuse to go back to where the enemy had me. 
you got to declare and decree to every seducing spirit that's in your life. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. You've got to declare and decree for God I live and for God I die. You have to declare and decree I love Lord so much that I can't turn back. Is there anybody in here today that's willing to stand up to every seducing spirit that comes in your life? And they're not all people. Sometimes they come as things and ambition and other things to say, I'm going forward. I will not go back. Joseph took a stand and ended up in prison. But here's the good news. That's just where God wanted him to be. Ooh. Sometimes God takes you to a low place just to get you to that high place. Any witnesses in here? Stand to your feet, clap those hands, give God a hand of praise. Clap those hands. Come on. Anybody ready to go forward? Are you ready to take a stand? Young people, beware of seducing spirits they do not have your best interests at heart hear the words of a wonderful song written by Pastor Hezekiah Walker as the altar is open I invite you right now perhaps there are some that are praying God I need strength I am bombarded every day with so many things Things that are trying to distract me Ooh. from your purpose for my life. I need you, Lord, because I declare and decree not going back. I'm moving ahead. I'm here to declare to you, to every demon in your life, you need to declare my past is over and then you need to lift those hands to the Lord and say in you all things are made new I surrender my life to Christ and I am moving forward come on Ooh. that's right yeah 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 that's right I see you coming from the balcony from from, from the rear, wherever you are, we're standing up today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Not going back, moving on. What a moment you have brought me to Ooh. such a 
just pray for I you right now. You're a healer. You're a healer. Who makes all things new. Yeah. 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 I'm not going. I'm not going back. Yes. Here to to take you back to a place of hurt, back to a place of pain, back to a place of bondage. 
back to a place of disappointment. And he uses spirits of all kinds to try to seduce you to forget about your true purpose in life. Listen, it would have been so easy for Joseph, who was now perhaps in his early 20s, to have said, Potiphar's not in the house. This is only between Potiphar's wife and myself. This is the safest thing to do. But when you are committed to something greater than yourself, you'll stand up for what's right, no matter what the enemy brings your way. Look at this young man who said to her, I'm not just thinking about your husband, but I don't want to do this to the God that I serve. <laughs> Some of you are being challenged right now. You've been challenged to go backwards. You've been challenged to go back to a place where God has already delivered you from. But we declare and decree on this second Sunday in the month of February in the year 2017 that the devil is a liar because God is about to make all things new. Come on. somebody and say you don't have to go back you can stand up to every seducing spirit that wants to suck the spiritual life out of you beware of those demons beware of demons beware of wolves dressed up like sheep beware of seducing spirits that want to separate you from the Lord your God. As you close those eyes, it is decision time. The one thing that allowed Joseph to take such a stand was that he had a relationship with his God. <laughs> he had such a relationship with God that no demon from the pits of hell could separate him from his God. 
God's saying now, if that vertical relationship is right, if you have such a relationship with God, I'm not talking about a relationship where someone else confirms it for you. This is between just you and God. And if you've not made that commitment this morning, God says this is an opportunity to go forward. Because every demon in your life just wants to take you back. But we're standing firm today that said God makes all things new. We are going forward. And if you have not committed to something greater than yourself, then after this prayer, I'll meet you at this altar where you say, here I am, Lord. I, you don't have to be perfect, just a desire to be better. You want to be better. If you've not committed, if you're looking for a church home, if you want to commit your life or recommit your life to the Lord, meet us at the altar. He says, I'm ready on this day to go forward. Is there anybody ready on this 12th day of February 2017 to go forward? Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us we don't have to give in to any seducing spirit. Great is he that is with us than he that is in the world. And we declare and decree we're moving forward. We're not going back. There's some Josephs in this place. There's some young people in this place, Lord, that are committed to something greater than themselves. There's some people in this place that are ready to take a stand right now. They're ready to stand for what is right, regardless of what it may cost them. We say thank you. We stand against every seducing spirit that wants to separate us from our anointing. Have your way, Lord. Bless in a special way. It is already done. It is already done. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Put your arms around somebody and say, I'm going forward. Say, I'm going forward. If you want to join the church today, come. We will love. Come on. If you want to make that commitment, come stand, Red. Wherever you are, come stand. That's right. Come on, brother. Thank you. Somebody else. I will follow you, Come on and say with me, You may. Somebody else. Come. Somebody else. is your moment. That's right. You don't have to be perfect. Come on. Come on, bro.
It is already done. God said you're going forward. God says you're going forward. Clap those hands right now. I want to personally invite you to come out on Tuesday. I know it's a special day, and if, if you're in town and if you can, I want you to. We will be out by 8 o'clock. But God just told me to do something special. In fact, my wife and I were, were planning to go out of town, change our plans. God says, I want you to be in church on Tuesday night. Because there's so many people that don't really know the difference between seduction and love. And I want them to know that there's a love that surpasses any human love. And, and you can take a stand on this. Joseph took a stand. It cost him something. It cost him something. Look at somebody and say, real love will cost you something. It really will. But he was willing to pay the price because he was committed to something, someone greater than himself. And so I want you to come back and be a part of what God is doing. I just feel that God is going to do something. In and I want to have a special prayer on Tuesday night for genuine love. If you've ever been hurt by fake love and had people to let you down, I want to pray that God has something better for you. Amen. Something that eye has not seen, ear heard. Because God's got something that's brand new with your name on it. Amen. As you lift those hands for the benediction, after the benediction, greet somebody that perhaps you don't know, that you don't talk to every Sunday. Amen. Amen. Get to know someone else and encourage them. Amen. To my cousins again, thank God so much for you. Abbott and Willie B, thank God for you guys. You've made my day to see you here. As hands are lifted, Lord, we thank you for this service. Thank you for the blessings. Now may the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. God bless you.